Welcome to Cabot Coverage, the podcast where three sisters and a beloved family friend discuss the crime-solving adventures of mystery novelist Jessica Fletcher on Murder, She Wrote. I'm Susanna. I'm Megan. I'm Glennis. And I'm Ashley. And this week we're discussing The Corpse Flew First Class, which is episode 12 from season three and originally aired on the 18th of January, 1987. This episode was written by our old friend, Donald Ross. <laughs> hey. Which ones have, oh, sorry, not to put you on the spot. What are some? The jazz musicians is Donald's oh. uh, claim to fame. But this one is so much better than the other ones. Well, I don't, there's a couple that I think we liked. So there was 16 episodes he's written. He has written A Fashionable Way to Die, which is the one where she's okay, we did like that. Paris from Russia with Blood, which we also okay. enjoyed. All right. All right. The Error of Her Ways, which no. Glenn is. <laughs> was which one was that? The one, the one in, in the, the spring. Springs. And A Body to Die for and The, the Petrified Florist. Okay. Uh, that was no, an I odd like one. The Petrified Forest, but yeah, Air Over Ways and Murder to a Jazz Beat, I don't think we're like our. He didn't write Murder to a Jazz Beat. Oh, right. We thought that he should have because <laughs> right. it was jazz related. <laughs> right, right, right. I'm sorry. It's coming back to me. I don't think Donald Ross was on the books as early as season one. That's why they didn't call him in. Otherwise, I mean, I can't wait to get to the fun facts. You're Maybe he was still this. doing Match oh, God. Game. <laughs> 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 um, so the corpse flew first class. It's a pretty straightforward murder <laughs> mystery on a plane. So let's deal with it. So Jessica is flying to London while she's waiting to get on the plane. Guess what? They're all flying first class. We don't have to deal with no coach in this episode, which is nice. Well, yeah, I mean, where even is the coach on the plane? I mean, this plane feels <laughs> tiny. It's like, who cares? <laughs> we're just gonna <laughs> we're gonna go first class all the way for Jessica. So she runs into Errol Pogson, who's a British detective. He's played by David Hemmings. They board the plane together. On the plane is actress Sunny Greer, played by Kate Mulgrew, and her bodyguard, Leon Bigard, played by Mark Venturini. And before they got on the plane, we find out that she has a large diamond necklace she's bringing that uh, Leon is holding for her. So that's interesting and she's head to toe in fur which is great that's so good <laughs> she meets her old friend dr clint strayhorn played by john s Ragan, who i guess is a plastic surgeon who seems interested in the necklace also on the plane is an older couple lewis Met- metcalf played by gene nelson and agnes metcalf i think played by mary joe catlett and they're being a little bit cagey also on the plane is film producer Gunner Global, played by Pat Harrington Jr., who's a real wheeler dealer. And oh, um, also on the plane is John Sakahara, played by James Shigeta, who is, as we find out later, a jeweler. And Otto Hardwick, played by Robert Walker Jr., who's kind of a weird guy. So we're on the plane. Everybody's drinking champagne, interacting. It's tight quarters. You know, there's a lot of plane, ambient plane noise, which is interesting. And then Leon is found dead and the necklace is missing. It looks at first like Leon has died of natural causes, but then Jessica figures out that he's been poisoned. So Errol Pogson is given command of the investigation while because they're still in the air over international waters. And so he searches everybody. They find a dummy version of the necklace in Kay Davis, the stewardess's bag. She's played by Robert Dearden. 
And as they're going through, they're finding more information out. And then they find out that Otto Hardwick is actually a jewel thief. And so Errol sort of arrests him, sort of. But Jessica, there's still a lot going on. Anyways, it turns out that Errol and Otto were in on it together. And Errol was a former uh, Scotland Yard detective who had gone bad to try to make money. But they did not murder Leon. Turns out the person who murdered Leon was actually Sonny because he had been cheating on her and was going to leave her. So that did they ever establish that like he was actually former or that like this was him sort of going. This was the thing. So she had called Inspector Crimmins, her old friend (laughs) from Scotland Yard from the plane. And I, (laughs) I got the, she said they didn't know. She said they didn't know if he'd never worked there or if he maybe had, it sounded like he had, but maybe was no longer on the books. But Inspector Crimmins didn't know him. Well, we don't know what that conversation okay. was. She says she didn't know if he was good and then well, gone so bad or called them and was like, listen to me carefully. This is what you need to do. I think that she was probably also asking him to have people waiting for them at the airport to ensure that Otto and Errol didn't go off together. Because I guess they knew that if Errol was um, had someone in custody as a detective, they would let him pass through security without being checked properly. And so then they could get away with the um, necklace. Anyways, so our fun facts for this episode is the clips from the on-flight movie shown during the episode are from 1980 John Landis movie, The Blues Brothers. I, I, put that I like had marked that down I was like I wonder what movie that was so thank you for answering that (laughs) and the other fun fact buckle in because it's a long one 12 of the characters have last names of musicians singers and arrangers who worked for Duke Ellington we have Lewis Metcalf and his wife Kay Davis Sonny Greer Fred Jenkins Dr. Clint Strayhorn Captain Wetzel, Otto Hardwick, Leon Bigard, Carney, and Mr. Miley and his wife. I guess all of those had affiliations with Duke Ellington. Some, Lewis Metcalf, Kay Davis, Sunday Greer, Fred Jenkins, Otto Hardwick, also have the, the same first names as their Ellington counterparts. So I guess some is just their last names. Though the Sunday Greer who worked for Ellington, his first drummer was a man. So we have another one where they've switched genders to make it work for the story. Oh, Don Ross. <laughs> like a typical Donald Ross joint. Yeah. He's, he's a cheeky guy. He's going to throw in as many jazz musicians as he can. So we're in the air. We're surrounded by plane noise, which is quite <laughs> honestly. And the fog. Megan so was keen so to point clouds. out that sweet, sweet <laughs> fog just like flying by. <laughs> Speed of light. I miss that. Oh There's a real concord kind of movement. Yeah, there's yeah. so many scenes. Yeah, where they're sitting there, they're just like, all these, like <laughs> clouds were like barreling by. Yeah. Like just whoosh. <laughs> I just love that it's like they have to really make sure you know that they're on a plane. So it's like, now I feel like you would just have the episode on the plane, but you just have the seats or whatever. The whole episode is surrounded <laughs> with well, the yeah. plane noise. And like, yeah. This is making me feel actually kind of nauseous <laughs> playing this all the time because it makes you feel like you're on a plane and just like 
the when the guy comes out of the bathroom and it's like he shuts the door behind him and she's waiting for the bath like that whole interaction was just like this just now feels like i'm on a plane mm-hmm. <laughs> or like squeezing by people i mean we later find out that's how he like got the necklace but like you know he's like trying to squeeze by people in a narrow lane yeah mm. well knowing how like nice first class is now versus that i mean like they're smoking on the plane oh my yeah, god that, but that was awful. like a big thing although i know i know but like could you imagine being stuck up there <laughs> and the person next to you is like either going into like super intense cigarettes or like a cigar mm-hmm. when it's just the smoking section so it's like not even separated it's just like oh the back right. rows smoke like this is how you glennis you might not remember this but on planes when we were little there would be like the back three rows would be allowed to smoke and every armrest had an ashtray uh-huh i know and i just remember like when we if you flew from san francisco to london you know, it's a long flight and to get up to go to the bathroom, you had to like walk by, like it was, it used to be bigger areas were allowed for smoking and then it got smaller and smaller. And there was just like the last couple of rows of people smoking and you just like walk through like a wall of, of smoke. Can you imagine being trapped in an airplane with a bunch of people smoking? Like, like there's no ventilation, really. <laughs> like, I don't remember it though being like oppressive unless you were sitting in that section, which I don't, I don't know that I ever really did. Right. I mean, nine years old, I was on like, you know, smoking mistakes. <laughs> yeah, you're like, on <laughs> <laughs> a taxi day. So, like, there probably was some sort of ventilation in some way, shape, or form, but. I mean, it's pretty horrible yeah. though. And also, it didn't look like those seats reclined. No. I no. literally wrote um, <laughs> in when did they ban? And the first thing that popped up was smoking on planes. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it wasn't like the US it? flights, like the domestic flights banned it first, and then you could smoke on international flights. Yeah. It was banned in 1988 for flights less than two hours, then banned in 1990 for domestic flights less than six hours. And all domestic and international flights in 2000. God, as recent as that. That's crazy. Yeah, 2000. I mean, well, I guess it's 22 years ago, but doesn't feel that long ago. But yeah, Mm -hmm. well, I like that they were going to meet for coffee upstairs. Yeah, me too. I loved an upstairs section of a plane. I was like, what goes, I want to go up there. I want to hang out. I sat up there one time. They, they, they've they've seeded them out now. I think they you now I don't think they've have there's Virgin has like a little bar at the front at the back, sorry, of first class, but the upstairs I think are now seated like properly because to sell more seats for the plane. But yeah, okay. I mean how it looked like this isn't like now where you have like a little pod and you probably don't speak to the other people on the plane, which is as it should be. But this is like a real party. Like everybody's chatting away to each other. I mean, it looks really fun. It's like, oh, then you go in the back, you like chit chat with people at a table. Like, I don't know. It looks real fun. It does look fun. Well, it feels very like fast and loose. Like that she could like sort of loiter around and like access like the flight attendant's bags. Like, I feel like if you like, I feel like. (laughs) a like sort of tight hole now like you couldn't be like 
poking around, knowing where things are. Oh, I mean, I don't want to, maybe it's too early to say, but like my absolute favorite part of this episode, and I laughed so hard, is that she's standing in the galley on the phone and the guy is trying to get her to get off the phone. And it's like, <laughs> she won't do yeah, it. We, and then it, she's you, like, oh, the landing gear is down. And I'm like, you are pretty close to the ground at that point. <laughs> and she still hasn't sat down. I mean, an air marshal would have taken her out so fast yep. at this point. Yep. She would have been like duct taped to her chair. You know, one time I used my credit card to call mom and dad from one of those planes. Like this is before, like you could maybe like, you know, whatever. And so you swipe your card across the phone, but like, because of the noise from the plane, you can't, you can't hear anything on the phone. Right. So I was leaving them a message to say, I think we were late or so, you know, we're a little bit late. We're going to be landing soon, whatever. But because of the noise from the plane, I'm like, screaming down the phone <laughs> but, but when, when they replayed the message you can't hear any of the plane noise all you can hear is me shouting down like, i'm coming in in an hour and i can't even get a land can you? Like, like, why are you shouting i was like because you can't hear no you can't hear yeah anything anyways so that made me laugh when she was sort of, sh- I need you to listen because it felt like me on the phone. Like, I can't hear anything you're saying. I need to tell you something. <laughs> but then the fact that Errol wouldn't have heard her screaming down that phone to Inspector Crimmins. Oh, yeah, Inspector Crimmins. And Errol right. pokes him. Yeah. Oh, my God. I know that part. I was just like, that was really good. My favorite part was when they were waiting in the lounge area for the plane to board and the photographer just like shoved Jessica out of the way. <laughs> oh, my favorite part is on the back of that when uh, uh, Sonny Greer is talking to, what was his name, Castle? No. The, the oh. doctor, Clint. No, 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 the movie the guy. producer. Oh, Global. Um, Gunner Global. Oh, yeah, Gunner Global. Yeah. Gunner Global. Yeah. And, and Greer is like, Oh yeah, you were the man in the green plaid parka with sunscreen on his nose, and he's like, <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, she said sunscreen me. all white sunscreen all over his mouth. <laughs> Linus laughed so hard because <laughs> we watched it together. Linus loved his reaction, where like this is meant to be like a sort of big wig, and you're like, and he, like you expect him to be like, <laughs> you, but he's like, <laughs> yes. <that one." laughs> He's like, I'm not ashamed. Yeah, when it's laughed out loud. <laughs> I mean, that part, oh God, I mean, I know we're jumping ahead on some stuff that might clue into how I feel about things, but I thought he was so funny. He was funny. And he like, he everything about him was hilarious. And you're right, the fact that he wasn't going to like, be ashamed of the fact that he was like looked like a dork or whatever on the slopes right. whatever she was trying right. to tell him it's like you know big movie star is basically shaming him and he's just like laughs so hard <laughs> and the image of him with like sunscreen all over his mouth like it's just like a really funny image oh yeah because he's like we were at bobby redford's resort <laughs> oh is that what he said yes <laughs> that's really funny he was very good oh he was the whole pre-boarding scene, because when the paparazzo hits Jessica, or like bumps right. into her, he doesn't hit her, but he bumps into her. 
pretty hard though he like shoved her out of the way well yeah, yeah. and her initial reaction she's so mad mm-hmm. and then right, like two right. seconds later she has to be like it's fine like just a couple of shrimp puffs it's like jessica you're so cool like you gotta let it go she's like i'm yeah, not gonna embarrass myself yeah she's like i'm gonna hate you sir she's like <laughs> i'm just trying to make a living I also, I know, I mean, I don't know if this is the right time to bring this up, but like, I know the guy didn't end up being Scotland Yard, but would Scotland Yard actually fly first class? He said he'd been on holiday. So he he did say he'd... Uh, Sounded like he had retired, yeah? Or no? No, he said he was still working I mean, there. then this leads it, like, would a retired Scotland Yard, like, is their pension going to be that good to fly first class? Well, and maybe Otto Hardwick or whatever had, maybe he was flying first class to like. Mm-hmm. But I see what Glennis is saying. Like, it wouldn't that have been suspicious? Uh, like that okay. have been like a red flag from point one. Like a yeah. Well, he's been on holiday in Boston. I get he's been on holiday, you guys. Flying but alone. Hey, Glennis, he's like been on holiday. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> Maybe he just saves all his money for first class. Yeah. But it was just, I think there's a couple things to unpack it's there where pleasure. it's like he flew first class to go on a solo holiday to Boston wearing and then he's gonna wear his badge on the way like there's a couple like what has he been up to in bot like what did he do right. in boston on his own that Nothing made me laugh too, as like how dressed up people were for the flight i love and it <laughs> i did too and it was making me feel really bad about like the fact that i've i think only worn sweats on a flight oh you know what actually this year to la i wore jeans on a plane it felt like yeah, a yeah. Did. that's a crazy real, yeah. Megan, get out. You can't do that for longer than a two-hour flight. And also, it's like, it's not worth wearing fancy clothes because, like, 50% of plane air is farts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's scientific? That's a fact. Like, they've yeah. done studies. It might be I... even closer to, like, 60%. <laughs> Depending on the cuisine. Susanna's yeah. run the, the data. She's, she's reviewed it. I basically like I know like you know I know a few pensioners over here and like I don't know if they would be spending their money on like a single like a single man who's also a jewelry thief well yeah but so this this is what I mean like that would have been like red flag numero uno is that he is on a well a solo trip fine whatever but that he's a retired scotland yard flying first class like right right but she got she got charmed because mm-hmm. she thought he was hot she thought he was hot Carol. he's got those big blue eyes yeah he's, and he's he's very like you know british and he's got yeah he's got, he's got right. a little charm he about him dressed. She honestly, that's why she didn't hit that paparazzo because she didn't want to embarrass herself in front of sexy Errol Pogson. <laughs> she took one look at him and she's like, I got to keep my cool because yeah. I'd like this guy to take me to the Savoy Grill for dinner tomorrow night. Oh yeah, I meant to look, right. is that a real place? Yeah, I think so. Savoy is. The Savoy uh, is. I've had tea there. Let's have a look if the, if the grill is still in existence. Savoy yep. Grill. Oh, 
Fine dining on the Strand at the Savoy Grill. Oh, yep. Okay. Oh, it's a Gordon Ramsay restaurant now. Yeah. So um, it's in the, the Savoy. So he must have taken it three over. Three money signs. I mean, <laughs> yeah, three money, a lot of money signs. Is it three out of three? Four, four money signs. Yeah, mine says four. Four money signs. Oh, is it this four out of five? Are you still asking questions about this pensioner? using like, now you have more questions because you're like four the savoy questions. grill is four dollar signs <laughs> that's, a lot, that's expensive and first class i know ashley you're freewheeling with your first class ticks and your four <laughs> four money signs but like <laughs> someone from scotland yard ashley's like four money signs is no problem yeah. in my experience working for scotland yard <laughs> when Gwyneth was an intern at Scotland Yard. <laughs> yeah, she knew how much they made. She knew how much the take home was after. Yeah, but he also might be doing like side work as like a PI or like stealing jewels. And I also feel like this is the thing with Murder Show. It's like this is a time where an older person would spend their money on fancy stuff and like be fancy. And maybe a cop in the 80s has more money to spend than a cop in the now who knows maybe Maybe. but i think this is part of the murder she wrote thing is like people have inexplicable amounts of money like why does the older couple traveling with their dog why are they in first class and they could just go to london for a month even though they seem to be just kind of like a kind of silly suburban this couple you know what trip I mean? of a lifetime yeah and then they switch to um france because france likes dogs mm-hmm. that was so funny what was his name bert bert little bert well and like the thought that like they landed and then jessica's like you know france likes dogs and they're like yeah you know what we smuggled this dog into the uk (laughs) (laughs) yeah illegally from the uk to france is totally gonna be fine you knew it was a dog or you knew i thought it was a cat to be fair but like in the bag move a couple of times and you're like there's an animal in there how much sedation would have they (laughs) to stick a bunch of wool on his head so he wouldn't like come out of the bag and he didn't bark at all and mm-hmm. he was like super like lively and chipper when they brought him out. And they loved that dog and they weren't going to leave him in a kennel. Not for a month. Not know how. too much. I love Jessica. She's like, I'm so sorry. I didn't know. I was like, Jessica's ready to cover up their crime. <laughs> I know. She, she did seem really upset that that, that had happened. Like she fell right out of them. Well, and obviously she never suspected them of anything. She just sort of no. was like, they were having to be thorough. Oh, I just wanted to talk about Sunny Greer because I'm obsessed with her. Yes, let's go on to Sunny. Kate Mulgrew, everybody's favorite murder she wrote star. <laughs> Honestly, I love Kate Mulgrew episode. <laughs> it's just good. I, you know so it's going to be good. Yeah. She's the best. She yeah. is like this one. Her hair is like kind of well, you know, crazy a little bit. She's got yeah. that French twist. The one later where she's the soap star, it's like her hair is tripled in size. <laughs> it's like just huge. Like, but yeah, she's terrific. 
she's so good on this show yeah, yeah she really is she was and really good her outfit like and her like her outfit, outfit was beautiful mm-hmm. she looked incredible yeah i mean she kind of reminded me of the brenda vaccaro who liked mm-hmm. younger mm-hmm. gentlemen yeah but like it's just in the same pool but like a little less like <laughs> you know brenda vaccaro is just a little bit more like real like a little sharper around the edges yeah you know? and like i know this guy was like cheating on her um but you just right which is why he had to be punished and killed um, but didn't brenda vaccaro's person too she didn't kill him she though. didn't kill anybody no she didn't kill him no no i know but wasn't he cheating on her too yes oh yeah yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 these 80s guys they can't handle these sort of they can't like, handle these like older women confident women i mean yeah. she's pretty young in this episode actually kate mulgrew it's just they've dressed her you know she's got her like furs and stuff so on, but, rich. Yeah. and she's just crazy rich i mean that's like the kind of best part and everything she has she has this kind of like wry smile the whole time because she's like the bit where the guy's trying to buy the necklace off her and she's like it's been in the family since bunker hill (laughs) clint (laughs) like this is amazing and what was it called the princess catherine necklace or something like that the empress catherine yeah and then when she's like popping pills on the plane (laughs) <laughs> and I did love at the end when Jessica confronts her and she's like, those are no ordinary tranquilizers. It's like, what's an ordinary tranquilizer? Barbiturate. You're right. I mean, <laughs> the sweet barbitals. I love what she said. You ordered that glass of water to give him the idea of the yeah. tranquilizers. I was like, I'm sure she just right. offered them to right. him. I don't think she had to like plant the seed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, she'd messed with his cassette, his walkman but i mean i would have lost my mind if i like didn't have a working walkman on a plane i mean of course it's so mean it's so but she's a mean lady so it's like yeah and what does she care about this guy it feels like she could get any guy she wants so why is she fussed about her that's what i thought and then bodyguard she's she said no one throws her to the side yeah i was gonna say it's a principle of the thing also, it's like, I know he was having an affair with a woman whose husband was on the board, something like that. It's like, how was that going to translate into him getting a job as like... A VP. Yeah, I, I would think that that husband wouldn't want to, I don't know. Well, right. but, but the woman could be like, obviously not say that this is her boyfriend and be like, oh, this is like my good friend. He's amazing. Like, please give him a job. Yeah, that's true. Okay, okay. They um, I just love the fact that she's not just like a crazy successful actress. She's like also like a loaded heiress. No, I don't think she's right. an actress at all. I thought she was an actress. Yeah, she's oh, I an thought actress. she was just an heiress. No, she because this is why I thought she was in movies. Oh, is that why the producer got all jazzed when he saw her? Yeah. Oh, see, I thought he wanted her to like invest. I think he did, but I think she is was also both. Yes, I agree. But I think, but that's the best part about it. It's like, she's not just loaded. She's also rich and famous and all of the things. Right, (laughs) right, right. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Kate Mulgrew is... Yeah, she's incredible. I mean, what is there to say? She's amazing. She's like a scene stealer. She's so beautiful. 
but in this really but then she's like hamming it up in this like amazing way but just everything she says is so funny and just like biting and mean <laughs> I know and her yeah. delivery is so funny it's just so good I she's mean, really good oh I and I really yeah yeah I liked it my favorite one of my favorite parts was when the captain they're all standing in the hallway and Jessica goes who's flying the plane and he goes oh autopilot and there's this scene in airplane where they have autopilot, but it's just an inflatable pilot that like sits in front of the steering wheel. And so that's all I was picturing is I was like, autopilot. Um, yeah, no, I, yeah, I loved her and I loved, well, let's just say, I'm totally spacing on the producer's name. We just said it. Gunner Global. Global. He, Global. So that guy played Schneider in yeah. uh, One Day at a Time. He's yeah. also been in other MS or Murder She Wrote, right? Yeah, he was in one we've seen. Not, I think it was Footnote to Murder. Oh, right. I've kind of completely forgot that he was in that episode. I usually like him when he's in them. He's funny. He's really funny. He's yeah. great in this episode. Because he's in one. Yeah. Well, because it's hard to be in an episode that also Kate Mulgrew is in because it, right. and naturally you will get overshadowed just by the nature of the thing and also because they always make her the star like they're not going to put her in the background because there's no point yeah right you're right she is always the the main character yeah basically i would like to talk a little bit about the alcohol in this episode Uh uh-huh yeah Mm mm-hmm I don't know what a medium dry sherry entails, but they <laughs> only want it medium dry. Yeah. <laughs> I've I know dry. <laughs> what is medium dry? <laughs> it's like that was a go-to order. And then I also like when she was like, Oh, I actually wanted the white wine with my meal, not the red wine. That stewardess glug glug glugs so much white wine into that glass that's what i said said like filled to the brim (laughs) and on a plane that feels like a mistake right right you poured half that bottle in that glass we usually i mean what they do now is they just yeah they just give you like a little like a thimble a pipette of yeah white wine you have to pour it yourself Right, right, right. They give you the Sutter Home bottle and then the... Yeah, Sutter Home. Sutter Home. They give you the Sutter Home bottle and then a little (laughs) class. I, yeah, that glass of white wine was wild. It felt like one of those glasses that could fit a whole bottle in it. And she was just like leaving it there. Just like... Remind me why she poured tomato juice instead of the medium dry sherry. She was distracted because she was meeting up with her boyfriend. Very oh, nice. right. Who the Bernie. other stewardess was, who the other uh, flight attendant was um, shacking up with as well. Who was going with him too. Bernard, okay. Bernard Hollings. And the other flight attendant was, yeah. Yep. And that explains why I wrote Bernard Hollings exclamation point on my notes. <laughs> I like could not figure out where that name came from. Um. I we have been watching the woman in the the woman across the street from the woman in the window. The, oh yeah, how the, is that? It's pretty funny. It's like it it's weirdly kind of intense because Kristen Bell's like a good actress, so she's like sort of 
conveying it but there is like very silly bits of it but the bits where she's pouring the bottle of wine into the glasses is always reminds you of the the flight attendant with jessica (laughs) glug 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 (laughs) there's something kind of satisfying about watching the whole bottle get put into the one glass and so the joke in the show is that every glass she has is a full bottle Okay. So every time she goes to pour herself a glass of wine, it's the full bottle of wine in the one glass. Yeah, they do that at concerts here. If you buy a bottle of wine, like at the Hollywood Bowl or something, they will transfer the glass bottle into like a plastic carafe, put it's a lid jarring. on it. It's and that, but the carafe is like, ti- like it feels tiny compared to the bottle. And you're like, there's no way it's, you know, and I feel like, <laughs> everyone's doing it and 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 everyone's like it will it will fit like every person who's like every like server is saying it'll fit and you're like like it won't fit like my visually it won't fit and it does and then you take it to your seat or whatever just because there's no glass at the venue but do you think that's part of the induction for staff is they're like people will freak out when you start pouring the bottle into the (laughs) crab they'll be like you'll never fit it are you a magician? Do you like, like I, I paid for the whole bottle. Yeah. What about the little bit left? And they're like, it, and they like shake it to like let you know that the entire <laughs> bottle is now in this plastic container. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I love the idea that people are stood there like, you're trying to shortchange me on that wine. You better not exactly. be taking the last bit of that wine. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's like when people get an iced coffee at Starbucks, but they ask for no ice because they can tell when you put ice in it you actually get less coffee mm-hmm. you know the you know, it was like one of, it feels like that kind of vibe and at the end of the day it's like no that whole bottle fits in here don't worry about it <laughs> no it is it's shocking at yeah, like it's how much shocking. it is because someone wanted a glass and they're like we don't do it by the glass you have to get the whole bottle so then you're like carrying this giant cup <laughs> of wine <laughs> like walking up these stairs it's just like <laughs> a recipe for disaster <laughs> like, <"Whoa." laughs> the other thing i wanted to talk about before we get into the beats is the um co-pilot's mustache mm. oh i didn't mm. notice that oh it was <laughs> manicured beautiful it was so beautiful. I'm like, they kept panning to him and it was like a full face shot. Like <laughs> there was no like wide screen or wide angle. So all you got was just like this <laughs> perfectly trimmed and like adjusted. Oh man. <laughs> well, when I take the pictures, I'll have to like keep an eye out for him. Yeah. Was he yeah. the one that showed her the body? Yeah. Yeah. I love when he showed her the body and then he wheeled the body away. I was like, where's he taking the body? Like, surely it just lives up in the upstairs lounge now. Like, where's he getting yeah, right. to? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it was a great, I mean, yeah. I love this episode partially because Jessica has her best stink face on for like 50%. So there's like <laughs> a whole sequence where she's just like looking at everybody like they're monsters. And yeah. then when she's watching the Blues Brothers, you can tell she's like, this is garbage. Like, <laughs> yeah, she like took her headphones off and she was like, mm-hmm. not she's for so me. annoyed with the producer. But I did love that he wanted her to read the script for what was oh, Off-Road Aliens, The Second Coming. <laughs> I was like, what is this movie? I will watch it. When she said at the end where she was like, oh, like I think this could be like a cinematic like masterpiece or whatever. And he was like, 
cinematic master like an art house something yeah. like and, and he wrote this is a dud and glennis <laughs> also laughed out loud at that because then he <laughs> looks at her and I they just both just start laughing gutter global. <laughs> you were big into gutter <laughs> global glennis laughed out loud <laughs> she's like he's the best and i'd had no wine i'd had no wine no, that night just the pure comedy of it. Just the pure comedy. <laughs> he was very good. Um, okay, let's do the beats then. Okay, thunder weather. No, but we are in a very loud clouds. airplane, clouds. and there are clouds. Yeah, lots of clouds, fog. Just, just shooting just past that plane. Of <laughs> 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 um, secret doors, closet hiding. No poisoning, bludgeoning, poisoning. Yeah, they weren't they weren't ordinary tranquilizers. <laughs> I I like, we don't need to specify the poison ever. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it was like more of like, is she talking like your average muscle relaxer, like a like a calming, and then she gave him like the fatal dose. It was weird because it's like, how would she have even put poison right. into tab like chalk tablets? That's but- a good point. Like, can you buy like arsenic tablets? Or maybe they were like, you know, those capsules that have like stuff in the inside. I think that's how you. Oh, and then you pop them open and you sprinkle uh, it in and you close them. But the thing with it is, is like also if she had poisoned him with something like arsenic or, you know, a well-known poison, I mean, he would not have died silently. He would no. have died loudly because it's a pretty horrible pretty way rough. to go. Right. So it must have been something that just put him to sleep or i'm not sure um phone wire cut no she's shaking no window peep we have a lot of airplane windows i don't know if we see anybody through them there's also the in the security area they're all coming through that door at the end mm-hmm. those clouds were peeping through the window <laughs> that's true <laughs> they're like trying to get a look as they shot past like, yeah. i just want to see real quick <laughs> Uh, fake name ID, no. The fuzz slash cop quirk, we have Errol Pogson. He's a, I wrote, he's a determined stuffy Brit. And in the end, also <laughs> bad news, but weirdly got cuter when, when I found out that he was bad. <laughs> yeah, I felt like he was an attractive guy. Yeah, he was cute. He was, but when he had that look at the end of being kind of naughty, I was like, no, oh, you know what? <laughs> well, we know you're biggest hunk yeah was it oh yeah it was Maybe. I did write that down um yeah. <laughs> if cop chemistry i said yes absolutely oh 100 was. but he wasn't a cop well he was he was he was just bad he was just using his position to he's no longer <laughs> much like no, much no. like not what happens in the springs because that was elliot gould but also palm springs story mm-hmm. with um the other guy Ken Howard. Oh yeah, Ken, Ken Howard. Howard. And he was an attractive naughty cop. He was, he was attractive. Like an attractive yeah. naughty. <laughs> These attractive naughty cops, but we also had the guy in Snow White Blood Red and the guy in um Unfinished Business. Now, I don't I didn't find them Ooh, as attractive. not sure about Unfinished Business. Yeah, not sure about that guy. But. Unfinished Business is the Juniper or Jupiter Lake development. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Send him to heaven. He didn't help himself. And that lady was his wife. 
<laughs> Sorry, just a second. Oh, I thought you were rolling your eyes at me for saying Yeah, I was again. like, dang. <laughs> I'm like, she don't think that hits his wife. Yeah. She thinks it's his maid. Okay. <laughs> Businessy business. Air flights? Being on an airplane, investigating stuff on an airplane? First class flying on the um, Boston to London Champagne Supper flight. Oh my God, Ashley, I'm so glad, I'm so glad you mentioned that. that. <laughs> The champagne supper flight. Is that only for first class or do you think coach people get champagne I think supper too? I think it's only okay. for first class. Just first class. So that's, that's the evening flight then. I want the champagne supper flight. I thought it was called the champagne slumber flight. And I was like, either one really sound good to me. <laughs> a champagne and a slumber, champagne and a supper. The um, <laughs> we we flew back once on New Year's Eve, so we were spending New Year's Eve on a plane, and by the time they got to our road, they were like, "Oh, sorry, all the sparkling wine's gone." And I was like, "You guys couldn't have even just put Locked like up. an extra couple of bottles in because right? it's New Year's, and we have to spend New Year's Eve in this fart filled air." Wow. The least you're going to give it us is a glass of sparkling wine out of a plastic flute. <laughs> That's all I wanted. Um, That's poor planning on their part. It was. They did give us white wine, though, so I can't complain too much. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so yes, cop chemistry. Okay, AJ, nothing but a number. So we had a lot of characters in this episode. So um, Leon Brigard, is that right? Okay, it says he's 26. Wait, that's the bodyguard. That's the guy that died. Leon was 26. And Sonny was 32. 26? Yeah. He looked, I thought he was older than her. I'm surprised by that, actually. And Sonny was how old? 32. So she's also very young. Yeah, I I would have thought. I thought they were both like 30s. Yeah. Or like, yeah, same. Uh, Otto Hardwick was 47. John Sakahara was 58. And he's in Die Hard, right? Yeah. I'm sure he's... Yeah, um, yeah. he's the boss. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I literally just watched this the other day, so I don't know why I'm like, I'm sure. It's like, I just saw it. So yeah, it is. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> I, I know he is. Yeah. Nakatomi Plaza. Yeah, Nakatomi right. Plaza. <laughs> right. I'm so glad you said that because he did look super familiar. And then I was so worried even though he was like such a minor character that he was going to be bad. And I was like, no. (laughs) Well, he, I'm surprised he kind of didn't have a bigger part. Yeah. But uh, just, uh, well, you know, anyways, just because I think Die Hard would have come out before 87. I don't know though. Not that I say that. I don't know. I thought it was like 88 or 89. Oh, maybe it was later then. I'm not sure. Wrong. Um, Captain Wetzel, oh, well, he didn't even cover him. Okay, well, he was 49, if you're wondering. Um, Clint Strayhorn was 58. So there was a character in it called Fred Jenkins. I have no idea who that was. He was 36. Lewis, okay, so the older couple. So Lewis Metcalf was 67. That's the husband? Yeah, how old do you think his wife was? I'm worried she's like 45. She's 49. I mean, she no. looked really young. Yeah. They look so younger. Old. They just like dress her old. Yeah. Agree. And the curls. So Kay Davis, that's the stewardess, was 34. Errol Pogson. No, this can't be right. Yeah. He was 46. 
Oh my god, he looked a lot older Which than forty six. The detective. The, the detective. Oh my god, this is so. like I wrote. I wrote this down earlier. I cannot believe that that's right. Um, and Gunner Global, Pat Harrington Jr. was fifty eight. No, no, no. So Gunner Global is older than Errol. Yeah. Yeah. That can't be right. I mean, Errol looked young. Mine. He had this gray hair, this long gray hair that I felt like aged him, but I feel like his face looked a little younger i mean i guess i thought he was like 60 oh god I mean, maybe I, i'm I trying i'm trying ashley you're being more generous than me i'm sorry that's mean you're right i shouldn't say that he looked but he looked hey i already said i thought he looked cute so yeah you know what? i agree i think he had some beautiful eyes as we learn in the next episode we cover age is the issue of mind over matter if you don't mind it doesn't, it doesn't matter, matter. <laughs> write that down. that's a little hint see if you can guess what episode yeah, we're covering next week brain yeah, if, if you're listening and you can guess correctly comment on our twitter instagram or um facebook, facebook pages there are no prizes except i was about like, to say we'll we'll then reshare the comment and bring it to the top of the uh yeah. Glynis will do that because I don't know what she means, but yes, we'll figure. Okay, she says she doesn't know either. We'll try our best tech no, notwithstanding. No, no. How about this? How about this? We'll name them in our next post when we post about the episode that we're about yeah, to. Yeah, if, if they're okay with that. Oh, yeah, yeah. But just, but yeah, yeah. The Jonathan scale, no. Although Pokeson well, was not far off being a Jonathan if he was only 46. No, 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 but what about the bodyguard? He wasn't he really, wasn't, it wasn't I mean, his fault that she was like gaslighting him into being afraid. Well, and I mean, he- No, no, I mean more like cheating on women and then trying to be sort of fast and loose with his life. Yeah, I guess Pokeson was more of like a Tolliver- yeah <laughs> i brought this up with with my roommate i think we should i would really benefit from a, <laughs> a, a mini-sode on uh, the jonathan scale sort of what yeah what I, not a bad it. idea Mm-mm. they're like numpties that like need taking care of so that's my bit ba- you know when i you know what i think of it's like do i think he would march out in a strop and sit on the hood of a car until an older woman came to comfort him. And if the answer is no, then he's not a Jonathan. But if the answer is yes, <laughs> then he is a Jonathan. Oh, or does he take that like mater- need for maternal love to a crazy point, like a Tolliver? And, and that's a just different a big thing. old weirdo. But that's kind of the scale is like, mm-hmm. like mothering. Like, this whole thing with like his is, um tape recorder and whatnot like she was very like oh yeah we have to do this with this tape recorder beforehand so i mean maybe like a smidge maybe maybe yeah maybe like a one (laughs) no one these days no petite feet no although we did get a little flashback into what Mm -hmm. uh sunny had been up to uh glamour shots no but we did have a paparazzo i did go back to the beginning to see if we had any like newspaper coverage of sunny greer and unfortunately we did not i was hoping there might be a picture somewhere 
smooches. We yeah, Sunny and the bodyguard kiss like. Oh two yeah, in the bank wall. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that was that, that was, was good. Sexy. It was pretty sexy. <laughs> she was like, whoa, I wasn't ready for this. Um, I mean, that color is gone for like 10 seconds. <laughs> and then they're like, blah, blah, blah. Um, the okay. bloody hands, <laughs> no. Uh, familial ties, no. Eyes closed, head shake, no. So, fave outfit, worst outfit. Megan, what do you think? Um, Gosh, I mean, I think... Camel grew or Sunny's white outfit with the pearls and the mm. turtleneck and the jacket was great, but I also really like Jessica's kind of red brown dress with the belt and the brooch mm. were really nice. Worst outfit, I mean, okay, they made the lady with the dog dress like, like it was not great, and I wasn't in love with the flight attendants, the female flight attendants' outfits. Okay. Glennis, what do you think? Um, definitely Sunny Groove's outfit. Um, but, 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 I mean, I loved it, but I also hated it. The co-pilot stash, I'd say. Mm. It's probably the worst. It's just, it doesn't um, age that well. You liked the effort, but not the result. Yeah. yeah. Although, <laughs> in the hipster space right now, it probably does age quite well. Um, but yeah, I'll go with that. I'm always fascinated by people with like facial hair. They have to maintain a lot. Cause it's like, I'm sure shaving your face every day is a real faff and like not very nice on your skin and stuff like that. But it's like, I just have hair on your face. So I'm always trying to get Mark to grow some sort of facial hair. Cause I'm just so interested in what it would look like. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Anyways, <laughs> Ashley, what do you I think? love it. <laughs> um, I would agree with um, what everyone else has said. I think Sunny's outfit, specifically that white turtleneck and like matching duster mm. that had the fur lining was really beautiful. Um, and I love Jessica's like maroon or mock turtleneck dress. Um, worst outfit, I would say it was the Metcalfs were the older couple, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that right? Mrs. Metcalf's hair specifically. I just thought aged her unnecessarily. Oh. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think uh, I totally agree. The traveling outfits, Jessica's Sunny's, and I think Pogson had a really nice jacket at the end that was lovely. He did, and he had a really nice gray wool sweater, I think, too, right? Oh, yeah. He looked really sharp. I mean, they all looked so, like, beautiful. I mean, the fact that she'd worn white, full white on the plane. I was like, oh, God, that's really brave. Um, I didn't actually write a worse outfit down, although I appreciate what you're saying about Mrs. Metcalf. Um, she looks yeah. a bit like one of the like aliases that Melissa McCarthy has in Spy. <laughs> yeah, yes. the yeah. cat, the Susanna. cat lady. <laughs> That's exactly it. <laughs> so yeah, it yeah. Um, okay, biggest hunk, Ashley. What do you think? Ooh, I'm gonna go Kate Mulgrew. Okay. Yep. Megan, what do you think? Yes, 100%. Kate Mulgrew. Glennis? Yeah, I'll agree with that. I mean, you're going to go rogue, Susanna? I was going to go Errol. But no, that's... I knew it. I was about to say, you're going to go the fake Scottish Yard, Scotland Yard. Wait, so if he'd been working for Scotland Yard for 25 years, oh, no, I guess that checks out. He joined when he was 21. Sorry, I just 
the numbers all of a sudden didn't make sense. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'll stick with Errol, you know? Right. Go with my gut. I yeah. got it. I got why she liked him. I was like, I'd be charmed too. God, I'd like to think I wouldn't, but yeah, I probably would. Um, but yeah, Kate Mulgrew is obviously yeah. the biggest talk of the episode. I think it's sort of undeniable. Um, J.B. Burns. Okay, Glynis, did you write down any quotes, I guess? I... Jessica did say her beverage service leaves much to be desired <laughs> about the uh, <laughs> yeah. flight attendant. And that, that felt pretty harsh. I wrote that down too. She only got her drink order wrong, but like, I get it. She was going to give her red wine instead of white with the fish. And it's like, I understand. I understand she wanted the white wine. But it it was like funny because she was pretty like yeah like come on for that like okay she gave her red wine instead of white wine but like for them that sassy of a comment like that felt like pretty unjust yeah I agree unmerited uh Ashley what do you think any lines um I just had one where um the producer says I single-handedly produce off-road aliens and Jessica turns to him and goes I must have missed that one (laughs) (laughs) i like that megan what about you um god i mean i had a lot of lines that i i wrote down like camel grew saying with madonna out of the country someone else has to be shot like about the photographer (laughs) needs to and then when gary global or gunner global is on the phone and he's like joan who collins or rivers he's like oh my (laughs) wife joan tell her i love her (laughs) (laughs) And then I really liked, um, it just made me laugh, is when they're like, okay, we're taking over the plane. And he's gonna, like, I'm an American citizen flying on American plane. (laughs) (laughs) But he quickly backs down. Oh, and uh, Sunny says about Gunner, she says, being a producer doesn't make him a thief, at least not automatically. I don't know. She's like, wink, wink, wink. Yeah, see, it's a little inside, you know, inside <laughs> Hollywood is just like this. Yeah, it's I love it. I thought Errol had some punchy lines. He says, close shave, eh, Hardwick? When they find the <laughs> necklace in his uh, shaving cream, which I enjoyed. Like I also that? like <laughs> Yeah. I also like when Jessica says, oh, Detective, we're all very grateful to have you on board. And he goes, all but one. Uh, <laughs> I my favorite line is one that Kate Mulgrew delivers at the beginning when they're boarding the plane and she has like a private entourage to take her to the lounge which I can't I don't, I'm not sure why and they said she says make sure the food's hot and the drinks are cold and we'll get along famously <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I love you um okay fave guest star um Glynis do you want to go Errol I don't think that's true <laughs> yeah I think oh, he, there was Errol. someone else he yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 so he's not in the episode all the best I like <laughs> I don't think yeah, that's true <laughs> 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 you're right okay <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I don't think that's true. <laughs> wow! 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 <laughs> In fairness, 
she did look up to the sky to pick the name so she had been sort of plucking it out and I feel <laughs> like she did have a character that she really loved <laughs> yeah so, no you're yeah. not wrong I, uh, <laughs> my memory is not that great <laughs> no no I mean he, you're right he wasn't in that much of the episode but I think he was the star of it for your viewing experience yeah, it's true it's true I did it I did very much enjoy all the scenes that he was in <laughs> okay Ashley what about you I would say Kate Mulgrew too Megan but it's hard I I'm really torn between Gunner and and Sunny I honestly don't know who to pick I feel like you could pick two I'll pick both, both. I'll pick both yeah thought it was I just thought they were both amazing yeah Mm-hmm. I'll probably I would go with Kate Mulgrew I think she's really great in this episode I think it's, she makes it a lot of fun Glynis's guess who did you guess Glynis did, Megan well, did you remember in a plot twist I guessed Gunner Global <laughs> did you? that's how we know he's your favorite Right. That's it. he's top of mind for everything <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't pick the medallion as your fave outfit Oh yeah. Well, yeah. oh yeah, the medallion was really great. <laughs> yeah. I'd say it's 2020, Ashley. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I um I don't know why I picked him. I, well, I sort of thought he was like a little bit funny and shady. And I imagine that sort of killing someone related to another movie star might mm. increase his chance of working with her. Mm-hmm. I don't know sort of psychological warfare or whatever but uh he just ended up being a very silly guy <laughs> he was a silly man <laughs> now based on glennis's love of gunner global we've got to try to figure out what she said like her guess mm-hmm. yeah but i mean i'm sorry her ranking her ranking i'm gonna say something crazy okay I, i'm gonna say eight Okay. Like, no, that's probably too high. No, I mean, I think, I think she's liked this as much as she's liked any of them. I mean, I, I'd probably go seven, I guess. Ashley, what about you? Yeah, I was gonna say seven, but I, yeah, I'll go with seven. All right, Glennis, what'd you guess? I went eight. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh wow! Oh, this is this is Glennis's highest ranked episode. Yeah. Oh, okay, I take it back. Move over the search for Peter <laughs> Carey. I know that was so weird. <laughs> I do love I like that episode. I know, but like I think if it's you were so gonna... weird for it to be like her highest ranking one. <laughs> I don't know why. No, but she gave I think she gave Northern Explosion a really or maybe Sins of Castle Cove. Sins of mm. relatively high score. It wasn't that it was fun. Yeah. This was good. Yeah. <laughs> what was your favorite moment? Wait, did you already say? Uh, no, I didn't say my favorite moment. My favorite moment was definitely when uh, Sunny Greer was like, oh, yeah, you were that guy in the <laughs> green plaid <laughs> parka. And he's like, ah. <laughs> yeah, that was me. <laughs> oh, God, that was that was funny. <laughs> um, Megan, what about you? Um, I'm going to give this a 10. Okay. Wow. I loved it. And oh, my favorite moment is when she won't get off the phone. 
<laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. I laughed. I laughed pretty hard. I thought it was. Yeah, Megan really did funny. laugh pretty hard on that. That was that was good. Okay, Ashley, what about you? Um, I'm gonna give it a nine, and okay. I think my favorite moment is the interactions between Jessica and Gunner, specifically when he's like, "I'll make a deal with your agent when we get to Fogtown." And he's just like <laughs> trying to get her to like rewrite the script or do whatever. So I know he just hands her the script because she says she's right. a writer. Right, right, right. And that she might be like a starving artist or something that needs the money. <laughs> Flying first class to London. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I um yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm with Ashley. I'm gonna give this a nine. Um I really do like this episode. I, there's nothing. I don't, and I love that there's the double twist. So there's the mm-hmm. theft and the murder, and they're actually not related, but that the murder flushes out the thieves, kind of. So I think that's a really good, a good one. And wasn't I? I what's my? I I like the um, I like the lounge scene at the beginning. I just think that's mm-hmm. a lot of fun before they get on the plane. As you're sort of meeting all the characters, and I think that's quite fun. Anyways, does anybody have anything else they want to add before we close out? All right. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. And we hope you'll listen again next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.